Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. monitor. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things of the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you for the wonderful uh, things that you're doing uh, right now in this service. Lord, thank you that our, our hearts are open to receive your word, Lord. Thank you for your anointing and your will be done. Thank you, Father, that none of us are going to leave here the same way we came, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you will, you will guide me and lead me in what needs to be said, Lord, this morning. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name, and everybody in the church said, Amen. Colossians 3 and verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ. Ask yourself real fast. Have you been raised with Christ? Are you that new creation? Okay, because here's the skinny. You know, Jesus Christ lived on this earth. Okay, and he laid down his own life. No man took it away from him. He willfully laid down his life. Okay, but he also rose from the dead. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, here's the deal. We become a new creation. Okay? We were, we were dead. We were on our way to hell. We, we were condemned. By, we, were, we were guilty. Okay? So when I accept Jesus Christ, that old man is put to death. Okay? And then I'm raised again. That's what a pic, the picture of baptism is. You know, here's the old man. Poof, he's washed in the blood. He's a new creation. Okay, so hopefully everybody in here has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. If you haven't, let's do that today. Okay? What a wonderful place, what a wonderful time to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, moving forward. If then you have been raised with Christ. If then you have been raised with Christ. So a little check real fast. Check yourself. Am I a Christian? Have I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Okay? No shame if you have not. But let me talk to those that have accepted Jesus Christ. Okay, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, listen up. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Okay? <laughs> it's as simple as focusing on what God wants. You know, like that's a simple thing because our flesh is so crazy and hungry for the things of this world. You know, and we you know there's certain there's certain temptations, certain sins, man, that you know, I can be tempted by something that is nothing at all to you. You've gotten victory over that years and years ago. You know what I mean? And then you can be struggling with something I'll be like, "Really? That's got you down good, buddy." You know, we all have these battles, man, these things, man, that are hurting our relationship with the Lord. Okay? What I mean by that is we have these things that we really need to give up. 
We got to give up these things that are not productive to our relationship with the Lord. These things that are hurting our relationship with the Lord. If you're God's child, okay, we are supposed to uh, be imitators of Jesus Christ. Okay, we are supposed to put that old man down. That those desires that are not godly, we got to put them down, and we can do that because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross. Okay, we have the power to say no to whatever is not pleasing to God. Did you know that? We don't have to say, well, the temptation was just too much. I mean, we've said that before and we've meant it. But see, now that we are raised with Christ, now that we are a new creation and the Holy Spirit indwells the heart of every single one of us. Okay, Jesus says, the Lord says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. When I am weak, I am strong because I'm going to lean on God. I got, I got access to supernatural strength through Jesus Christ. Isn't that cool? I got access to supernatural strength, man. To say no to that temptation that has kept my life in this, in this muck and mire for decades or whatever it is, man. We don't have to be that person anymore because we have been raised with Christ. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Okay, the things of this world, you know, and there's a lot of things in this world that aren't inherently bad things, you know. But see, the things of this world, they cannot satisfy. They can't. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a collector of rubbish. It wouldn't mean anything in the world to you. But I value it so much, I wouldn't want you to look at it, you know. And I'm like, don't touch that, man. That's, that's my special comment from 19... <laughs> Brother Chris, go ahead and just put that down. God bless you. Just go put, put my comic book down there, buddy. And see, being a collector of, of stupid stuff like that, one thing I've learned after my father preached it years and years ago, and it, I remember when he preached it years ago, I was like, eh, well, you know, to say that the things of this world won't satisfy, that's good for you to say, but I only need two more issues, and then I'll be totally satisfied. <laughs> You know what I mean? I just got to get these last two issues. Well, see, the things of the world won't satisfy because if you get those two issues, I know this is silly, but if you get those two issues, there's going to be something else. Something else that you have to have. It only, it, it, the things of this world will not satisfy. You want to mess around with dope? Man, you'll feel so good, so awesome for a few minutes. And man, I've been there. Honest to God, I've been there. You'll feel so great for a moment, but then that coming down feeling, it is horrendous. And you're constantly chasing that first high that you got years ago, man. It's all a dead end. I'm not downing anybody, man, okay? Without God's grace, man, I could have woke up in the gutter. Without God's grace, I wouldn't have woke up in the gutter. I would have just been found in the gutter. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody better than anybody else in here. I'm saying the things of this world cannot satisfy. And we have this hole in our heart. You've heard the story. We have this hole in our heart that can only be filled by Jesus Christ. And we're going to try and stuff it with whatever we can because we're hurting. We're hurting, man, you know. So we try and get that peace. Well, it's only a temporal peace. It will not satisfy, okay? And what we got here is uh, uh, we're giving our affection that belongs to God who saved our souls, we're giving that to something else. Okay, I need to move forward. But if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Now, that's really important because 
Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That's a place of authority. Jesus Christ did what he was supposed to do with his earthly ministry. Okay, so now he's at the right hand of the Father. And you know what he's doing at the right hand of the Father? He's interceding for us. He's praying for us. Now think about that. Think about it. Give me your attention. Think about that, man. That when you say, I cannot overcome this. I cannot stay away from this. Man, Jesus Christ is interceding for you. Okay? He's praying for you. You know what I mean? It ain't just grandma praying for you. But Jesus Christ is standing in the gap for you. Praying for you. Saying, you can do this. It's like when, when Stephen... When Stephen, the first church martyr, was being killed because of his relationship with the Lord, you know, Jesus Christ was standing up, man, saying, come on, man, it's all right, just hang in there. You know, Jesus Christ is interceding for us, man. He's rooting for us. Thank you, Jesus. All God's people said, he's rooting for us. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. I want to read Colossians 1 and verse 10. It's on your bulletin or right there on the monitor. Now check this out. This is us. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him. Okay, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. And it's not about how cool we are. It's not about how much we know the Scripture. It's not about that stuff. But see, this is the direction I'm going in, man. I want to live a Christ-pleasing life. I want to do the things that are going to please Christ because He has done so much for me. You know what I mean? And through this little study, the main point I'm just trying to get along to, to Christian folk, to people that have already accepted Jesus Christ, is we got to be thankful. That should mean something to us that Jesus Christ died for our sins and let that be something that pushes us in that right direction. You know, more of God, less of me. Amen? Okay, Colossians 1 verse 10. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him. Okay, we are, we are children of the Most High God. And, you know, if you're a father or a mother, you love your kids. You love your kids with an undying love. So here we are, Christian folks. We're in this family. And, you know, God loves His babies. He loves His babies with an undying, completely faithful love. Even when you're selfish, even when you're ornery, Okay, even even when you're, you know, acting the fool. But see, we we need to realize, you know what? I am loved by God and I am in this family and God wants me to represent him to a lost and dying world to show the world the love of Jesus. So instead of getting on my pedestal and acting like I'm better than someone else and I'm not going to talk to you because you don't go to church. I'm not going to talk to you because you smell like you've been drinking a beer. Man, give me a break, dude. You know what? Who in the world are you to say something like that or to think something like that? Are we better than anybody else? Not at all, man. We've just been blessed by God. And you don't know why that person drunk a beer or drank a beer or whatever. Maybe he's 21. Maybe he just decided to enjoy enjoy a beer with a hamburger or something like that. Or you don't know what he went through to get him to that place where he's stumbling around homeless. You don't know what he's been through. You don't know what's happened, man. But see, God's been so good to us and gracious to us. Who in the world are we to pretend or act like we're better than someone else? That's not, that's not what Jesus was doing. And that's who we are to follow. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit. Okay, see there's a reason for all this, Brother Dwayne. God wants us to bear fruit. He doesn't want us to be a tree 
that ain't barely bearing fruit. He doesn't want to. Okay, if you're not bearing fruit, then you're not connected to the root. If you're not bearing fruit, you're not connected. You're not bearing fruit, not connected to the root, y'all. I'm sorry. We are to bear fruit. Okay? So, there's areas in all our lives, man, that are dead little branches, man. Because they ain't bearing fruit in that area. If I'm struggling with this sin and brother so-and-so says, hey, Pastor Paul, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I can talk with you and, and you know, uh, we can go through some scriptures. But man, if I ain't got victory in that area, I'm not going to be able to bring you any life. I can point you in the right direction. But man, we're two miserable cats struggling with the same thing. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So, so God says, you know what? Work on yourself. Don't worry about what's going on with Joe Bill. You think Joe Bill's up to something? Pray about him. Tell him the truth in love. But you know what? You got to work on yourself, man. We don't need to act like or think like we're better than someone else. You know, your neighbor might have a little piece of wood in their eye, but you got a big old log in your eye. You know, and Jesus Christ said that. And you ever think, well, Jesus Christ was all serious all the time? I think that was kind of like a joke, man. But, but with the real message, you know, like Jesus, I think Jesus liked to make people laugh a little bit too. You know, as, as you know, a little spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down type of thing. You know, like looky here, man. You know, you all concerned about what, what old boy's doing over here. He's got a little piece of sawdust in his eye. Sure enough, he's got something going on. But you got a telephone pole sticking out of your face, man. You know what I mean? Okay, any old hoot and holler. Bearing fruit in every good work. God wants us to be about His business. Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Okay, put that flesh man down. Put it down. I'm not going to give in to that anymore. I'm going to grow in my relationship with the Lord. I'm going to become more intimate with the Lord than I ever have been before. You know what I mean? And that's something you have to work at. It, those of you that are married or been married, you know you have to work on that, man. You know, getting to know your mate. You know, man, me and Rachel... We got we we were committed to this lifetime journey of getting to know each other, and every week she's like, "You didn't know that about me, <laughs> yeah." Like I do now. I do. I don't know if I will five minutes from now, but uh, at this moment, I'm moving in the right direction. You know, we're growing in relationship with one another, me and Rachel Jean. And the more we spend with God, the more we're going to grow in knowledge of Him and in Him, not just knowing about Him. We can know about George Washington Carver. We can know about George Bush 1 and 2. whoop de doo You see what I'm saying? But we don't know those guys unless we are intimate with them, unless we have a relationship with them. But we can have an intimate relationship with the creator of the universe, and we're just settling for like a, you know, just a, a surface-level relationship. Thank you for saving my soul. I'll check back with you when, I, when I'm passing away. You know, man, we can't do that, right? We don't want to do that. Increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened. Listen, we can grow in our relationship even when you don't want to. You know, sometimes when things are going really, really good in your life, when things are just going peachy, you don't pray like you do when things are going crazy. So you ever wonder why you kind of keep going through them hard times, man? One thing's God's trying to grow us up, mature us, and He knows that we're going to run to Him and grow in relationship with Him when all around us is sinking sand, man. 
You know what I mean? Because he's the only thing that is rock steady. He's the only thing that won't let us down. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the endurance and patience with joy. We can even have joy during the craziest times in our life because I belong to God. He will give me strength to be what he wants me to be. You know what I'm saying? He will give me the strength I need to be what he wants me to be. And I can even have joy in my heart when nothing else seems to be working out because I'm leaning on God. Okay. Anywho. Set your minds, we're back at Colossians 3 and verse 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. If you go to Matthew, there's this, there's this big, huge thing where Jesus is talking about, don't worry, don't worry, put God first, don't worry, don't worry, put God first. You know, and that there's truth in that. I, there ain't no getting around that. That is totally true. God doesn't want us to worry. He says worrying doesn't make you any taller. Worrying doesn't add a minute to your life, and it does not. I believe it takes away from that. Okay? Now, check this out. I want to read this verse, Matthew 6, verse 31. Therefore, talking about the things of this earth, okay? Preacher Paul done told me I don't have to go to college, Mama. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. God says we need to work hard. God, God... <laughs> God says we need to work hard. God says we need to plan ahead. You know, that virtuous woman in Proverbs 31, she was thinking ahead, man, and she was a hard-working woman, okay? Well, I heard women ain't supposed to work outside of the home. Well, that lady in the Bible worked outside of the home. So there ain't a problem with working outside of the home. You know, it is what it is. Anyways, that's a whole other sermon. Never mind. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? The kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. It's not about the things that you want. Okay? But see, therefore do not be anxious saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear. Now, those are like basic needs. Like literally those are like basic needs you got to have. Food, water, shelter, clothing, I think. Something like that. Um, you got to have those. God's not saying don't think about them. He's not saying don't prepare for that. You know, he's not saying don't do not stare up for a rainy day. He's saying don't let this stuff control you. Don't be worried making yourself sick about how this stuff is going to work out. Some of us, we fall apart if one of these things, something in our life just isn't perfect. Man, we're a mess. You know what I mean? But God says don't worry about that stuff. Trust in me. Do everything you can do. Do everything you can do in your power. But hey, when it's out of your hands, well then put them in mind. That's the best place they could be anyways. Verse 2, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died. What? Hold the phone. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So you ever seen those, uh, join, what are them things? The, it's, the, it's the doll and, and you can put another doll in it and another doll in it. And... Nesting dolls? Well, when I was reading this, I was thinking of those dolls, even though I couldn't think of the name of it. Um, and so here we are. Here we are. I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm not perfect. But I have asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, and I meant it. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died for my sins, and I believe I am a sinner, and I need him as my Lord and Savior. And I accept him as my Lord and Savior. So here I am, this little tiny doll thing. This is stupid, but here we go. And then, and then there's Jesus, man. I'm inside of Jesus. And then Jesus is inside of God the Father, man. And see, there's no way to God the Father except through Jesus. 
You see what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what grandma said. It doesn't matter what your super cool, super educated professor said. It doesn't matter what the guy on the internet said. It doesn't matter what Bill not a science guy said. We are in Jesus. The only way we're going to get to the Father is to be in Jesus. And because we are in Jesus, we can actually live a God-pleasing life. And we can follow what Jesus Christ did and say, okay, well, Jesus didn't give in to that temptation because he stood on the word of God. We can follow Jesus and get victory, okay? Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Isn't that wonderful? Think about that. I'm, I'm hidden in Christ. So I'm God's child. And Jesus Christ can actually hold back the sea and say no farther than this. Jesus Christ can say, mountain, be moved. And we're supposed to be able to do that stuff if Jesus needs some mountains to be moved. And we got things in our life that need to be moved around all the time. We can do that through Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about moving a mountain. What I'm talking about is these things in our life that seem like they ain't going anywhere. This is just how I am. I can't get victory over this. No, we can do it because we are in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit, which gives us strength. We just need to listen to Him. Okay, moving forward. Colossians 3 and verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, man, that's an awesome little statement right there. When Christ, who is your life, appears. Is He your life? Is He your life? Is, is that what your thoughts go to? Christ. I want to know Christ. I want, to, I want to be more like my big brother, Jesus Christ. i got to be honest with you, not all the time, not all the time with me. But you know what? That's something that we say each and every day. Okay, Jesus Christ, you were on the throne. You were on the throne of my life. Okay? When Christ, who is your life? Because without Jesus Christ, there would be no life for you. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You know what I mean? He is our access to God the Father. He is everything. Okay. What we need in this world, it's not about a political party or anything like that. And I got my opinions on that. And Brother Dwayne knows about my opinions on that. <clears throat> Everybody does. But all we need, no matter what kind of world we live in or what's going on in your home, is Jesus. He is everything to us. Whether we realize it or not, He is everything. So we need to make him that place. We need, he needs to be in that place in our heart. And that's a battle. That's a battle every day. You know what? I'm not going to give in to this. I'm not going to tell this person what I think about him and, and you know, get into this big old mess following this. No, I'm going to follow Jesus. That's a, that's a minute by minute thing sometimes. Okay. When Christ, who is your life, appears, because he is coming back, well, how do you know he's coming back? Well, because the Bible told me he's coming back. Well, I don't believe in the Bible. Well, I hate that you feel that way. But see, the Bible is the one book in the world that makes some very bold claims that actually have come true. That all of them have come true. Where the Bible has said, this is going to happen. And then guess what? That happens. Over and over again. It's never been wrong. Not once. So when Jesus Christ says he's coming back, okay, he's coming back. Because it was prophesied that he was going to make his first appearance. And guess what? He did. Just exactly how it was prophesied by all these other prophets. How it was going to happen. It happened perfectly. Okay. Every promise that God has made 
either has come to pass or will come to pass. And they're all in this book. So you can be like, oh, I don't know how that could ever happen. Well, everything else has already happened as promised. So you don't have to be part of the planning committee. You can just be part of the welcoming committee. And let's get down to the nitty and the gritty. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. We're, okay, listen. If we're going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ, and we are, and we're joint heirs with him, don't you think that that should mean something to us now? You know what I mean? Shouldn't we, shouldn't we start acting like we are king's kids? Shouldn't we? You know, I'm, you know in, in America, we don't have royalty and all that unless you're Clinton or Bush or something like that or, or a Kennedy, you know. We, we worship celebrity, but they do that everywhere else. But, you know, in England and different places, they have royalty. You know, and they they are expected to act a certain way. Kind of set an example. You know what I mean? I don't know how well they do that or not. I'm one of the few people that could care less. Never, never mind. Doesn't matter. You know. But okay, let's just move forward. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Royalty is expected to act a certain way because they're royalty, right? So here we are. We're royalty. We are royalty. We are in the family of God. All right. So God says, you know what? You're going to be ruling and reigning. Why don't you start act like it? Why don't you start act liking it now? You know what I mean? Act like it now. You know. John fourteen six. Jesus said to him, "I am the way, and the truth, and the life." Isn't that beautiful? John fourteen six. Jesus said to him, "I am the way." The way to what? The way to everything we need to do, that we need. The way to where we're going. The way to eternal life. The way we want to follow. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth. All truth begins. Think about that. This would be a good sermon study to do one time. All truth begins with Jesus. All truth begins with God. When you get away from that, that's when things start getting messed up. You know what I mean? But all truth starts with Jesus Christ. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And like I said a minute ago, man, you got to have Jesus Christ. You got to have Jesus Christ. That is your way to eternal life. You can be one of those cats. So I don't have a problem with Jesus Christ. I just don't think he's the Son of God. Well, we got to go back to that. We got to deal with that, don't we? Because you you can't get to the Father. Well, I don't care about the Father. Okay, well then we let's let's go back to okay, let's step back a little farther. Because do you want to live forever? No, I don't want to live forever. I want to sleep forever. Well that okay, yeah, okay. You do want to live forever, man. You do. You do want to live forever, and there's only one way to live forever, and that is through Jesus Christ. And because we have accepted Jesus Christ and we do get to rule and reign and live forever because he is the Lord of our life, we should begin to want to be, live that Christ-pleasing life, to put down that sin that so easily entangles us. You know what I mean? We can do it through Jesus. Okay, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Now this is when, okay, let me say it like this. This is serious talk right here, Miss Dawn. This is serious talk. This is, this is real deal, holy feel, serious stuff, man. It is like put to death. Put to death. Kill it. All right? Cut it off. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. So these things in our life, 
God says, take severe, serious measures about this stuff, man. All right? You can't play around with it. You play around with it, it's going to be back controlling you before, before you know it. You can't. You know what I mean? Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. We don't have time to go through all that stuff, but you're all smart people. You know exactly what sexual immorality is. You know exactly what idolatry is. Anything that you've put in God's place is idolatry. So whether uh, your sin has temptation, what you're going through has made it to that little list or not, it can fit underneath idolatry. The thing that you're allowing to rule over you instead of Jesus Christ. Okay? Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires. I'm not sexually impure. Okay? Uh, what about in your mind, man? You know what I mean? What's going on up here? What are you thinking about in here? It's food for thought, beloved. I'm just saying. I'm not picking on anybody, and I ain't better than nobody else. Believe me. I'm in the same mess you guys are in. <laughs> but I'm not going to try and fake you out and pretend like I am either. Well, anywho, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire. You ever had evil desires? Like, man, if I could. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Matthew 18, verse 9. Talking about severe measures, man. You got to cut this stuff off, man. You got to nip it in the bud. Right? Matthew 18, verse 9. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. Brother Rick, get the spoons. <laughs> and if your... Man, that would... Never mind. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. Serious measures... Jesus Christ is not telling you to rip your eyeball out if you can't stop looking at the dirty movie. Alright? What, what He is saying, man, is take serious measures, man. Realize that this is, this is more, more dangerous than you could ever imagine. Okay? Take serious measures. Cut it off. Get rid of it. You know what I mean? Okay. You ever seen them zombie picture shows? The zombie picture shows where somebody gets bit by the zombie? Right? And, uh, oh, you know what I'm talking about. The guy gets bit by the zombie, and if you act fast enough, and you cut off, say if the zombie bites you right there on the arm, if you act fast enough and cut the arm off, the guy might be able to live and not turn into a zombie. But if you do not act fast enough, the guy is going to turn into a zombie. All right? That has nothing to do with the sermon. I'm just saying you might want to check uh, some, of the, the, some of the zombie pictures out. No, it's the same thing, right? It's very similar, right? You, okay, you got to get rid of this stuff before it poisons you, man. You can't mess around with it. All right, you guys are smart. And if your eyes causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, it is better for you to enter life or enter heaven with one eye. Is that true? Is that true? Okay. Is it better for you? Yes, it's true. Is it better for you to enter life with only one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire? Yeah, man. It's not talking about cutting your arm off. It's not talking about cutting your eyes out. Okay, it's just serious measures, man. Okay, nip it in the bud. Get rid of it. I ain't playing around with this, man. This stuff's poison. Okay. Romans 6.11 So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin. You 
must also consider yourselves dead to sin. I like the uh, New King James Version. It says, you must reckon the old man dead or something like that. I like that. It's kind of southern, you know. Here we are in the deep south. I reckon he's dead, you know. Everyone do the sling, sling blade voice. Do it, someone. So you also must reckon the old man dead. It's like walking into the nursing home. I reckon he's dead. Uh, no. <laughs> so, so, you, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin. I'm alive in Christ. I'm going to be dead to sin. I'm not going to give into the same rubbish anymore because I want to grow in my relationship with the Lord. All these little roadblocks, all these little speed bumps, all these little areas in my life that aren't bearing fruit. And I got them. You know I got them. I got them. You got them. You've already picked all mine out. But we've all got them. You just got to get rid of them. And we can through Jesus. So you almost consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. See, there's a little doll thing again. I'm alive because of Jesus, man. Alive to God in Christ Jesus. My only way to God is through Jesus. Colossians 3 and verse 6. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. What? What? God says, live like you're my child because there's going to be time, there's going to be a time of judgment. Okay, you're going to be ruling and reigning with me if you are my child, but there's going to be a time of judgment that's going to come on this earth. I'm coming back. Jesus is coming back. Okay, you can you can you can count on that. Okay, the sun is going to rise tomorrow and Jesus is coming back. All right. Not necessarily in that order. Who knows? On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. God is going to come and judge the ungodly. God is going to come and judge the unbeliever. Okay, And us as Christians, man, shouldn't we be setting that example? Shouldn't we have a burden for a lost and dying world? You know that this wrath is coming and we escaped it by the skin of our teeth. We escaped it by the blood of Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Okay, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them. You used to be that guy. You used to be the dude, okay? And you were that guy. You were serving another master. But now you have God as your master. We are servants of Jesus Christ. So we need to be obedient to our new master. We need to be obedient to Jesus Christ. We want to grow in our relationship. We want to love more of God, less of myself. Okay. But now you must. Okay, that's pretty severe, man. But now you must put them all away. All these things that are not pleasing to God, all these things, these sins that we get into, these things that are not pleasing to God, God says, take an inventory, man. Make a list. If you, if you don't know what's going on, listen to me. Read the Bible. I'll show you exactly what's going on with you, what, what, what needs to be dealt with. Okay, so God says, take this stuff, throw it away, man. Don't dabble in it anymore. Put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Hmm. Man. I'm gonna read that again, man. Put them all away. Now this is not these these sins that are being listed here, this is not everything, man. You can be like, man, you never been angry a day in my life. <laughs> now, there's something going on we gotta give to Jesus, right? Put them all away. Anger, wrath. Man, that wrath, that's a scary thing right there. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. I bet we can all 
Well, I know I can say that I've been that guy. I don't want to admit it, but I've been that guy. Do not lie to one another. I've been that guy. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. Okay, you're a Christian now, so don't act like you're not a Christian. You know what I mean? More of God, less of me. Put this stuff aside. Put it away. Throw it away. Luke 6. It's right there on the monitor. Talking about speech for the moment. You're talking about the things that come out of your mouth. And you're saying, well, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if I say a little little bleepity 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 bleep here and there. You know what I mean? Well, you know, listen to this. Remember, I'm not on my pedestal. I am not acting like I'm better than you, but this is what the Word of God says. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. Listen, for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So what comes out of our mouth when we're, like, when we're talking trash about somebody or, or something like that, that's coming from what's in our heart, you know? And God's looking at the heart. So, you know, God's like saying, you got to deal with this junk from the root. You know, what you're seeing come out of your mouth, what you're witnessing come out of, coming out of somebody's mouth, that's the overflow of what's going on in their heart. Verse 10, and have put on the new self. So, here we go. No more old guy. I'm done with that. I'm having the funeral. He's gone, okay? I've been saved for a long time. I've been, I've been a Christian for a long time. And we are on this journey. We're on this walk where it's more of God, less of me. And that's the way we want to be heading, okay? And there's a lot of stuff that we carried on from our old life that we haven't let God deal with yet, you know? But see, if we want to grow in relationship with God, we're going to have to get rid of some of this dead weight, man, that he's been talking to us about. You know, stop doing that, man. Don't do that. That's not productive. That's a horrible testimony. And have put on the new self. Look, getting rid of the old, putting on the new. And have put on the new self. I am a new creation in Christ. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed. There's the process part. Did you hear what I just said? Being renewed. I'm, I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm a saved person. But I'm on this journey of sanctification. I'm on this journey of becoming more and more like my big brother Jesus. You see what I'm saying? So, I'm going to lay it all aside, everything that's not productive. And see, some of the stuff, it's kind of easy. You know, like, oh yeah, I've been wanting to get rid of that anyway. You know, and some of that stuff is so wrapped around us, man. You know, it's just so hard to get rid of and it's so painful. And just honestly, we don't want to get rid of it. We feel like we got it coming to us or we just don't know how to get rid of it. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He'll give me the strength. And he wants us to do this, so he will make a way. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So I just want to say that when people see us, they want to, we want to hear them say, man, you are starting to look so much like your daddy. You are starting to look so much like your big brother Jesus. You know, Because we're putting to death that old man. We're putting to death... He was talking about gouging your eyes out and putting people to death. And Martha, I don't think we're coming back. Martha, I don't think we're coming back there. No, man, listen. I'm saying we got to take serious measures to put this stuff away. Push it away, man. Realize it's poison. Whatever it is. Whether it's just in your head or things that we're doing, acting out, man. You know, whatever. Gossip, whatever. Fill in the blank. We all got things. And have put on the new self. I am a new creation in Christ. The old is gone. Amen. And have put on the new self, which is being 
renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. More of God, less of me. Let that be the cry of our hearts. Father God, I ask you right now to just touch each and every person in here that is a believer, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that you are renewing our strength and our hunger to be what you've called us to be, Lord, that we we truly desire to be your servant, Lord, and to be and to do and to say what you want, Lord. And we're going to put to death that flesh, man, each and every day. We're not going to feed that flesh, man. We're not going to we're not going to give into that sin anymore, but we're going to we're going to feed our spirit, man, through the word of God in time and prayer, Lord. And we're going to encourage one another. Father God, thank you that you give us strength, Lord. Let us not grow weary in doing good. Let us not be discouraged. Father God, thank you that you are present help in time of our trouble, Lord. Let us feel your presence so strongly, Lord. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more. And may God bless you.